It's more about how we're expressing ourselves. So you could be expressing your sole purpose through your job that you work in, but you could be expressing it creatively on the weekends. You know, it's every moment of every day, Kim. You know, it doesn't matter what job we do, how much we get paid. It's in each and every moment. If we are living in alignment and true to our purpose, that's really where I believe that the magic is and doing it consciously. Welcome to the Self-Love Podcast, the show that helps crack open your heart and inspire a deeper regard for your own well-being and happiness. Proudly brought to you by 28 Essentials, here's your host, the gorgeous Kim Morrison. Welcome to the Self-Love Podcast. I am really excited this week to bring to you a beautiful soul. Janine Howard is a former magazine publisher turned transformational leader who teaches business building from a combination of deep inner feminine wisdom and smart masculine strategy. Her work in the world is to teach women to reconnect and embody their inner soul wisdom and to create impactful, abundant feminine empires with ease, grace and style. I have known Janine for many, many years. She used to be the owner and chief editor of a magazine here on the Sunshine Coast called Profile Magazine, in which I had the proud honor and privilege to be on the cover twice while she had that publication. And in this interview, we talk a little bit about the outcome of me being naked on one of the covers that she did and just how each story she shared created transformation, not only for the person being interviewed, but also for the reader and the observer online. She also goes deeply into her role and what it took for her to become a mum, the pain, the anguish, the teachings, the learnings, and how she became very interested and curious around what it is that makes us humans tick. Most powerfully, you'll find this podcast interview will tap into what it means to really acknowledge the feminine energy and how we can create massive massive tsunamis of change just by honoring both the masculine and feminine energy, but by us women really stepping into our truth and supporting the planet to heal, to grow, to change, to transform. I know you're going to love the tips she offers, and I know you're going to really enjoy the many ways in which she goes from self-awareness to self-acceptance and the importance of how they can transform your life, no matter how full-on, traumatic, Uh, sensitive, emotional, or volatile you feel right now, I do believe this podcast will give you that beautiful lift to know that you can and will get through anything that life presents to you. It is these principles that I love to teach at the Essential Self-Care Weekend, and I really encourage you to find out how you can make your way to the Sunshine Coast to be a part of this two-and-a-half-day transformational weekend where I lead you through a series of processes and lots of fun where you can step into that true feminine power with, with grace and courage and strength and dignity. Or you can come along to Victoria, Echuca, country Victoria, where we get to really embalm ourselves in the beautiful countryside and really step into the truth and wisdom that people like Janine and myself teach. It's not new information. It's ancient wisdom that we love to tap into and share and remind each of us to get back into our true source, our true purpose, 
and our true soul identity. If you've got any comments about today's amazing podcast, please go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for for a chat. Gosh, isn't that funny? Our beautiful self-love podcast. Gosh, the Up for a Chat podcast was years ago, but my gosh, I loved that one too. Or you can go to my Facebook page, Kim Morrison Training, or you can go to my Instagram page, Kim Morrison 28. I'm really excited to share with you all of these beautiful guests. Thank you so much for tuning into the Self Love Podcast for your five-star ratings and for every single review, comment, thought, and feedback. I appreciate every single one of you. Take care now. Be kind. As you can hear, it is a beautiful honor and privilege for me to introduce to you and share with you one of my closest, most dearest friends, who not only is just a superhuman full stop, but she is someone I have always admired in the business world, in the entrepreneurial world, in the esoteric world, spiritual world. This woman is the complete package. My beautiful, gorgeous girlfriend, Janine Howard, welcome to the Self Love Podcast. Thank you, Kim. And it's been a while for us to get together and do this. And I'm really honored to be sharing my story with your listeners. Oh, sweetheart, it's been a long time coming. We are absolutely excited to have you on the show. But for those people that may not know what an incredible soul you are, perhaps you could give us a little brief overview as to, you know, a little bit about your background, your story, just a little bit as to how you came to being the phenomenal feminine entrepreneur that you are today. Well, I'll put a preface on that, that sometimes I don't share a short story. (laughs) The overview is that uh, my background has really been in magazines you know, I really found my feet when it came to, first of all, being in an advertising department of a magazine and ended up moving into the leadership position, running three magazines, then running 13 magazines, and then eventually moving into my own publication. And that's really where I found my groove. And what it was for me was actually sharing other people's stories and showing their highlights and, you know, doing what you're doing, like sharing people's trials and tribulations and how they overcame them. And so for me, that was a huge part of my identity for such a long time until I got pregnant with my first child. And the magazine industry and having a baby don't really mix. So if anyone's been in media, you'll know that it's 24-7, it's seven days a week. And so I then really had a conscious choice of what I did with my life. And so for me, I then decided to go into being a coach. You know, I'd had such a background in marketing and sales. So I became a business coach and uh, it's really morphed into what I do today, which is really about feminine leadership and uh, particularly coaching women to uncover their own unique wisdom and building businesses from that that are really abundant and done with style, ease, grace, and flow. I just think it's one of the most powerful comments to say that we can do business with ease, grace, and flow. When we all know as businesswomen, businessmen, uh, even employers, employees, we know not always do we show those beautiful attributes 
What do you think is the secret then to balancing it all, to being able to be not only a parent maybe of those of us in business with children, but also to do it with ease and grace and courage and strength and all of those beautiful things that you seem to just so eloquently display every day? What is your secret sauce? Well, here's the thing. (laughs) Everything that... People see on the external at, at, you know, who I am today and and what I do and how I run my business. I mean, look, I homeschool my children. I work two days a week. I have a multiple six-figure business. I live in an amazing place in Budrum. I've got my chickens and dogs and family. So on the external, it looks absolutely amazing. However, the, the secret is that there is no secret. The secret is that it's taken me a long time and a a journey to put it mildly to get to this place where I've actually let go of a lot of ego a lot of identity a lot of external validation to be able to get to this place where I trust my own instincts I really allow myself to embody you know what it what it truly means to be in flow And uh, as you can hear, there's probably some stuff coming up around that for me that, you know, I I think it's time that we share as women in business. I think it's time that we actually uncover for others what's really how we get to this point of ease, grace and flow so that externally it looks amazing, but internally there's been such a a ride, uh, mountains to climb to get to this point. Yeah, and no no ride's ever easy, is it? No ride ever. Um, I have yet to meet any entrepreneur, male or female, who said, yeah, it was so easy to get to the top. It was so easy to create multiple six-figure incomes. It was really easy to also have beautiful children and homeschool them. Could you give us some examples then of some challenges or a challenge that you've been through and then the steps that you took in order to break them down, break out and break through them. What is your formula that you think works well for you? Yeah. Well, why don't I take us back to that pivotal point that I was mentioning earlier where, you know, I had this amazing magazine. I had, you know, six full-time staff. I had an office that just looked amazing. Um, You know, for all intents and purposes, life was absolutely incredible. Married to an amazing guy. Um, At this point, we didn't have children. And I had actually fallen pregnant. And to my surprise, um, I had fallen pregnant, but also that was not on our plan. In fact, my husband and I had been together for many, many years and we'd actually intentionally said we weren't going to have children. And so me getting pregnant was just, hang on a second, this is not on the run, Sheila, what's going on here? So it took me a while to get used to the fact that I'm pregnant. And as I was getting used to that, I actually lost the pregnancy. Losing that pregnancy made me realize how much of myself and my truth I had actually been holding back because I was living this version of success that I thought I had to be. You know, I thought that success for me was to have this incredible magazine empire you know, traveling the world, which was amazing, by the way, um, but, you know, without children. And it was such a wake-up call. So then my husband and I decided, great, 
all right, well, let's do this baby thing. So we consciously created the next pregnancy. In fact, I think we uh, were in Italy and we were literally trying to get pregnant in Italy. We're like, can we call the baby Sienna? <laughs> um, and so then, uh, you know, the universe decided that that pregnancy wasn't, you know, ready to come through either. And so can you imagine the, the you know, the emotional ups and downs? I'm like, hang on a second, where is my plan? I decided I'm consciously creating this and it's not happening. What's going on? So we actually just decided to let fate, you know, do what it needed to do. And I became pregnant again. This is over a period of two and a half years. And, um, and then that pregnancy didn't work. So I was probably at the lowest point that anyone can go uh, around, you know, what am I doing here? What am I doing? I'm, I'm running this magazine. I think I want a baby. Maybe I don't want a baby. And it was just such a mess, such a mess. So it really took me out. Like I, I was questioning everything in life, questioning what I wanted to do as a career, how I wanted to live. And, you know, I can imagine listeners who are, you know, who've gone through very similar can understand what that can do to, to a woman who, you know, isn't this what I'm made to do? Like why is this so hard? So, you know, again, to, to try not to make a long story too long, we eventually got pregnant with my first child, Jack. I was running the magazine and I realised that something significant had to change. The way that I was living my life was unhealthy. In fact, <clears throat> I remember prior to giving birth to Jack, I had a, an eye twitch for months and months and months, you know, and I had, uh, I was before getting pregnant, I was drinking too much alcohol. I was eating too much, you know, canapes and takeaway and just really not living in a, in a self-love way. So I knew that having this baby, I had to do something different. So I completely switched my lifestyle. I completely went into um, meditation practice. I actually studied hypnobirthing whilst pregnant with Jack. And for the first time in my life, I discovered what peace could be like in that meditation practice and just calming my mind. I then took steps to remove myself from the business and, you know, pulled back to a couple of days a week working to the point where by the time I was giving birth to Jack, I actually had a completely pain-free, drug-free home water birth and it was just magical. And that's when I uncovered my true feminine power. So you can, I'll also mention to some of your listeners may or may not have heard of this, but I, I feel like I had a Kundalini experience. I really channeled some goddess energy to help me birth that baby because he actually turned during the, the birthing process, which normally if you're in a hospital would have been a cesarean. And yeah, within five and a half hours, had a, a beautiful pain-free birth. So yeah, it's a big story. <laughs> no, it's it's amazing. And I really acknowledge and honor you for sharing it. Um, there's many women that listen to this that have struggled to fall pregnant or are still in the process of making that conscious creation, that beautiful little baby. And I just want to say thank you. If you had one word of advice to any woman or couple in that situation, what would it be? is you have to 
<laughs> to use Kim Morrison's words, go to self-love first. <laughs> so I can see clearly now where I wasn't in a space of loving myself. So my body wasn't ready. If I couldn't love myself, how could I love others? <laughs> so it was really that realisation that, you know, we have to take care of ourselves, per, you know, mind, body, spirit, first and foremost. That's where, you know, the magic lies. Yeah, and to never give up, right? And, and also something that you said earlier was, you know, to actually let fate take over. Do you believe that fate has its way with everybody, whether we do become pregnant or not? Yes. I, I, tr- I would call it the universe, source, energy, you know, the, the divine. So now I truly believe that we all have a soul path. And for me, my soul path was to have that learning. You know, that was actually everything's working the highest good for us, even though at the time it can feel completely painful and devastating. Um, I believe for me that journey was the journey that needed to happen so that I can get to this point today to have this beautiful hindsight to be able to help other people. So whether it's helping other people grow amazing businesses that are in alignment to their sole purpose or whether it's having a, a baby, you know, it's interesting with my clients. They come to me for business, but it's often relationships, having babies, you know, all of the life stuff. So I do believe that there is a divine order and a divine plan. It's incredible, isn't it? Because so many people try to separate it, or I always hear the question, how do you balance work and home life? But what you're suggesting is work is home and home is work. What about the person that works a nine to five for someone else? Is it still the same for them, do you think? Or is it just how we perceive it? Look, I think that no judgment to anyone because everyone has their own path. And for some people, that's where their, you know, best space is. It's in their highest good. I do believe that you can live out that divine plan, whether you're working for yourself or whether you're working for other people. That's it's actually not really what um, what the divine plan is. Do you know what I mean? It's more about how we're expressing ourselves So you could be expressing your sole purpose through your job that you work in, but you could be expressing it creatively on the weekends. You know, it's every moment of every day, Kim. You know, it doesn't matter what job we do, how much we get paid. It's in each and every moment. If we are living in alignment and true to our purpose, that's really where I believe that the magic is and doing it consciously. You know, the other part that you know about me is that I have a science background. So I'm absolutely fascinated by the quantum and quantum physics and collapsing the waves and in this right here, right now moment of all the ultimate uh, unlimited potentiality that we all have. And by consciously choosing in each and every moment and choosing from a space of love that we're always divinely guided. Does that make sense? Oh, more than anything. It's incredible. And I I really acknowledge that as well because from a scientific point of view, so many people, you know, can poo-hoo or, you know, knock the fact that it's all in our mind or universal guidance or understanding we are all connected and we are all one. 
from a science point of view, then let's go there. Let's talk about the quantum physics, the the realm of possibility, the the full uh, alt, uh, unlimited potentiality that we all have. How would you describe that to someone who was maybe a little bit curious to understand more about it? Absolutely. Well, first I would say go and watch the double slit experiment on YouTube. You know, we've, science has had these amazing un, um, uh, uncoverings of what the atom is and that the atom is actually mostly energy in, a, um, in just energetic form. And it's only when we observe, have consciousness on energy that actually becomes something so if you go watch the double slit experiment that's you know does the science part without me doing it here so how i would say is like if you can imagine where it's like we're playing a video game so i'm sitting here in my office i can see my office i can see the trees and the mountains and you know the beautiful sky out there it's like as if the next stage of you know if i went further you know, cross those mountains, then the uh, the reality would start collapsing into a form that I could consume. So meaning like, you know, imagine Donkey Kong years ago when we had those things and you go up to the next level and the next level then comes alive. So it wasn't actually there until we experienced it. So I believe that reality isn't actually there. It's in an energetic form until we are experiencing it in a conscious way. <laughs> a little trippy. D- does that make sense? Yeah, but it's also, you know, when you really listen to those words and the beauty about a podcast is people can go back and listen to those sentences over and over until it really resonates. What I truly love is the the realm of possibility and what we are pretending we don't know in order to know what we think we know now. And therefore it gives us hope, um, a huge amount of possibility on the things that we didn't realize we didn't know. And I think if we can come into life with that attitude, like we think we have a fixed idea, we think we know something and the beauty of education and an open mind and unlimited potentiality is that there's always another viewpoint or another perception. How have you managed that in reality with your children with your husband, with your employees, with life? How have you looked at all things and allowed it to emerge without you getting triggered or pushed into maybe emotional outbursts or maybe you have and how do you manage that? Uh, Well, yes, I have, (laughs) you know, because I am human. Um, One of the the most interesting phrases (laughs) is the word interesting, interestingly. What I've learned is to, to have that beautiful open mind, to not have a fixed mindset and to look at everything with curiosity. Oh, isn't that interesting that I've been triggered by that? Isn't that interesting that someone's doing that? And see how that word, going to that field of curiosity, takes the pressure off. It takes away egoic judgment. It takes away the need to have wrong or right, and from doing that allows me to go into a space of neutrality about every situation. Now, this is a, a practice that, you know, of course I'm going to get triggered and, you know, things are going to 
sometimes consume me. However, I'm quickly going to this beautiful state of awareness. So I always say, say to my clients that there's the, the steps to transformation are the first one is just awareness. Awareness of, oh, what am I thinking now? What am I feeling now? Isn't that interesting, that curiosity? And the next stage of transformation is just having acceptance. Okay, it is what it is. You know, for example, if I had have had the tools that I have now during those miscarriages, I feel I would have been able to deal with it a lot better. Um, you know, another sidebar of this story is that we could go to how I reacted during those times um, and really shut down emotionally and shut my husband out and then where that spiralled in our relationship and him closing off to himself and then closing off to me and, uh, you know, causing a real divide in our relationship that I actually wasn't really aware of. So I look back now and go, if I had have had these beautiful steps of one, just be aware of what's coming up for myself, what's coming up for him, how are we feeling and being able to express how we feel without being judged or judging others in that beautiful acceptance of it is what it is and this is how we deal with it. You know, that really leads to transformation and, you know, a bit of surrender thrown in for good measure <laughs> into, uh, you know, accepting what is, is really, I believe, the steps for any of us to transform through anything. I think, you know, it's funny you say that because in my book, The Art of Self-Love, I wrote six steps to fall in love with yourself. The first step is self-awareness, and then you go through a number of steps to end at the sixth step, which is self-acceptance. So I really love that you actually began and closed the circle of self-love because in amongst there, if you're still stuck, I believed self-care, self-discipline, learning the art of self-control, self-respect, they all lead to that beautiful pathway of self-acceptance, which is true self-love. And I just want to be grateful to you for that because you were part of the journey of me writing that book and you've been a part of my journey for a very long time. You, When you ran the magazine, you really did really share a lot of incredible women here on the Sunshine Coast. Um, we had the privilege of being on the cover a couple of times and you got to um, share us and our story and how I came to writing the books and all the things that I've done. What were some of the most magical transformational stories or things that you got to experience through doing that? Or what did it do for you in the process of sharing other stories? Yeah. Oh, look, this is really where the, the, you know, the beauty of doing that magazine was for me, the beauty and the magic was, you know, watching women who I shared their stories on the cover and you know, I always I was renowned for doing amazing photo shoots. I mean, you know, let's just mention Kim Morrison's photo shoots. The, the first one, you and Gorgeous Fleur, with, I covered you in chocolate. <laughs> you did, honouring our book like chocolate for women, yes. <laughs> and the second cover, I had you naked. Yes, <laughs> honouring how to love ourselves and all our skin bag. I thought that was amazing. Interesting that my first reaction was, no, thank you. And then it was like, oh, how can I teach people to love who they are if I'm not willing to expose truly who I am? That was an amazing 
growth transformational point for me. So as a side note, thank you for that one too. Yeah. And so there you go. There's, there's one of the transformations because I remember the, the second cover that we did with you where you were naked, not showing bits and pieces, but with your runners on. And you actually copped a lot of backlash from that, didn't you? I did. I did. It was an interesting thing. I remember when we talked about it and I thought, you know, like we should love the skin we're in. Who are we? Doesn't matter how we look or how old or how young. I knew you'd do it tastefully. I knew there was no problem. Interestingly, is that beautiful word? Mm-hmm. I put it to my family. My kids were still at high school. I thought they'd be against it. They were like, go for it, mum. My husband was excited. Everyone was excited. And I think from memory, there was hundreds upon hundreds of beautiful feedback and lovely comments about the story, the images. But there was a number of people that thought I was selling my soul. I was disgusting. I was an embarrassment to womanhood. Why did I think sex should sell? Oh my gosh, for 72 hours. Do you remember I rang you? I was mortified. I was, I thought I'd ruined it, but it was such a small amount really in comparison to all the positives, but talk us through how we managed that. Well, I remember clearly, you know, you were quite devastated because, and what I love about how you are, like the person that you are, you actually didn't make it about you. You actually made it about, say, me and the magazine and the readers, like, oh, my gosh, how could I have done this? And it was such an interesting way for someone to come at it. And it's obviously someone like you who's really about, you're so selfless. And most people would actually make it completely about themselves. And so, you know, I really reassured you that, hey, this is actually what we're here to do, is actually we're here to trigger, not in a malicious way, but unleash within other people their own perceptions of themselves as a mirror for what you have just put yourself out there to do. (laughs) And so, you know, we had to have some good talk through that. However, I feel that that lesson actually was beautiful to reflect straight back to you that if you're going to do this, if you're going to really make a stand for what you believe in, which is loving ourselves in the skin that we're in, you'll absolutely stand by and be completely proud of, of what you're doing here and that the small minority of people who had judgment against it, actually it may well be for them in the long run. I'll never forget this is where girlfriends come in and not only did I get your reassurance and not only did I get my family's reassurance and a lot of friends but I'll never forget Cindy O'Meara turning up and she looked up the people on Facebook that had made these comments and she just she arrived one day with a bottle of whiskey I think it was and she said right we need to look at this now if you have a look at these people look they've got no their judgment they've got this look at they talk how they talk about this person look at the way they speak about things on social media they're not your people and that was an interesting uh, comment in itself that not everybody is going to like us are they not everybody is going to approve of what we do and what we don't do what would be your advice to people in order to stand in your truth to actually be the reflection of who you want to be how do we do that when we feel a bit rattled or shaken One of the phrases that I say to my clients all the time is, it's not about you. 
And that phrase, when we really, truly lean into it, actually becomes freedom. Because when we realize that what other people's perceptions, what the external world thinks of us, and we think about what they think of us, it's actually not about us. And that actually can release us from a lot of egoic identity. And going back to, say, my story, I had to let go of that identity of who I thought I needed to be for the rest of the world. And when I let go of who I thought I had to be for other people, because it's not about me, what they think about me doesn't matter. It's not about me. It's about them. And that's beautiful too, when we can actually give back people's own perceptions, judgments, validations, whatever it is, then they get to explore their own judgments, fears, validations, whatever that is. And we can then look at our own self-judgments, our own fears, our own identity. And that is absolute freedom. One of the things that you do so powerfully around your own freedom, your own identity, I love one of your comments and all of us girls that know you well love it. And one of your favorite phrases is, hmm, I'm not available for that. Can you share with everybody exactly what that means and how you've protected yourself from other people's judgments, values, perceptions, how you've done that just with that little sentence? Yeah, oh, I love that phrase. And I actually um, borrowed that from a, a beautiful mentor of mine, Gina Devine, many years ago. And it's it's not about any sort of ego in any way, shape, or form. In fact, it's the opposite. It's what is in my highest good? And if something is not in my highest good, I'm just not available for it. I'm just not available. So, for example, um, say if if you walk into a room and people are gossiping and judging others, etc., and if that's not in my highest good, just not available, and I will remove myself from that without judgment towards them, because it's not about me. Not about me. If people are, you know, talking about me, I actually don't know and I don't care. I'm just not available. <laughs> you know, it's it becomes this real uh, again freedom statement that. You get to choose what you're available for and what you're not. So if you're available to be around people who gossip, et cetera, et cetera, well, that's what you're going to get. Um, if you're available to have others dictate your boundaries, fine. That's what you're going to get. However, if you're not available for that, you're just not available. So it's like boundaries on steroids without the harshness. Yeah, or the judgment back to trigger more of an argument or inflammation. Mm -hmm. So give me an example. Let's just say there's someone listening to this right now whose mother makes them always feel like shite, just seems to always have these digging comments or whatever. And whenever they get together, mm -hmm. she always knows that her mother or father, it can be either, is about to say something or will say something that really triggers her. How could she, using that statement, how would she find the strength within herself to not be available for those conversations? Yeah, and it's a, it's a marriage of two of the statements. One is, oh, I'm not available for that, and you don't have to say that to the actual person. It's just within. Um, and the other one is, isn't that interesting? 
because there's absolute growth. If your mother, mother-in-law, etc., is triggering you, there is a beautiful opportunity for growth for yourself. And so I had to learn this. Gosh, you know, my mother wounds were so deep, so ingrained. Um, a quick little side story. When I was having Jack at home, <clears throat> uh, he was actually a week overdue and my mother had arranged to fly up and help me out with the baby after he was born, but she'd already booked it and he was still in, <laughs> in my womb. So when, when mum arrived, I, um, I actually couldn't have the baby. I was like, this baby will not come out. My mother wounds were so deep. I was so triggered by her. And so I took myself off to see a a psychologist and actually did some beautiful uh, releasing work and some NLP and some timeline therapy and and actually released a lot of that and was able to have him while she was here in the house, Uh, you know, because these mother wounds can run really deep. And so now in hindsight, I have this beautiful phrase of, look, I'm just not available for that kind of behavior, meaning I'm not going to engage in it. But also too, isn't it interesting how I'm getting triggered? I wonder what that's about. And when you dive into that, what I say is like, go down the rabbit hole, follow the little, the lead of that trigger. You will find absolute magic at the bottom of that rabbit hole. This beautiful uncovering of awareness of where that trigger comes from, and then you get to release it. And there's no accidents there. Like people say, you know, I've heard people say when I've made the comment that we choose our parents, we choose um, whether it's conscious or unconscious, we choose certain uh, life paths and all of these things. We, we actually have the option to choose, but when we choose our parents, I'll never forget this person turning around to me once going, well, if that's the case, Kim, I obviously thought there was a sale on, but I ended up in the bargain basement and got the drinks. And, and the way they said it, just, it was a humorous way of, of noticing that not all parents are maybe in some people's perceptions the best parents, but then sometimes those parents, you only have to listen to Tony Robbins and people like that. Most people's stories, we become who we are because of what we've been through, because of the lessons and opportunities, because of the availability of our mindset to be inquiring about it. So if someone's sitting here listening to this going, even my kids trigger me, my partner, they're going through relationship issues. Do you truly believe with a mindset of awareness, with the pathway to acceptance, that we actually can forge a way to have positive relationships in all ways, however that looks, with all people? Absolutely, Kim. And I say this, uh, you know, another phrase I have with my clients is, ask me how I know. (laughs) You know, I think... um, we, we need to have the lessons first and foremost and to have lived through them to then, you know, I believe it's our divine right to teach other people that same lesson. And, you know, I was mentioning earlier that um, back in the day when I was having those miscarriages and my husband and I started this path of um, uh, like a separation between us, not physical, emotional separation. And, you know, we both went down paths that, we only just recently uncovered how deep, dark, and potentially awful those paths were. And mine was complete shutdown from 
being able to give or receive love, hence, you know, this beautiful journey and back to self-love, you know, this is really where I'm at at the moment. And the same with him. He went down his own path of not loving himself and that led to certain behaviours. Now, I'm at a stage in my consciousness and uh, evolution, I guess, in no way, shape or form am I saying I'm better than anyone. I have gone through these trials and tribulations to get to a point that I was tested heavily. (laughs) You know, Kim, you know all about this. And um, I have been able to get to a space of ultimate forgiveness of self and others for what many people would not forgive. And yeah, it's been a really beautiful experience of going, wow, look how far I have come from using this method of self-love, of using this method of, you know, awareness and full acceptance to be able to get to a space where it doesn't matter what anyone does or what anything happens, I know I could deal with it. Yeah, and I think what's so commendable about this and if people can really hear the meaning, the love and the processing it takes, this has been a huge journey not only for yourself but for your husband, for your family, for your children, for your life, for your business. There's always extraordinary lessons and opportunities and always And I think there's that beautiful line, how we do one thing, we do all things. Mm -hmm. And if you really take on the teachings like you're talking about and make it a daily practice, trust us, I can say this on behalf of both Janine and I, there is always going to be beautiful lessons and opportunities. Human beings will give them to you all day, every day. And it's not so much what they do, but it's how we respond to that and then what we do with it that maketh the person. If you were to sit there with your two children now, beautiful Jack and Frankie, both of them young right now, as a mother, as a couple, as parents, what do you think is the greatest gift we parents can bestow on our children as they grow? The first thing that's coming up for me, which therefore is the answer, is for them to trust themselves is to realise that within each and every one of us, within our heart, like our physical heart, but also our magnetic heart, that heart space, that heart chakra, is all the wisdom. The wisdom is not external. It's completely within. So, you know, we've really, and and still, encouraging our children to really go within and trust themselves for every decision that they make and knowing that they are perfect exactly as they are. I think it's a powerful thing in itself. We're all perfect and we all have the resources within us. Another statement that I know you and I both love is for us to have a problem, we had to also not have the problem. Therefore, we can create not having the problem again. And I think with this kind of work, I think specifically for me, the meditation, the quietness, the stopping the monkey chatter or allowing it just to be the monkey chatter and not put meaning into it. How do you, um, how do you place the word meaning? I'm just curious about your thoughts around meaning. It, an event can happen 
And then it's the person's meaning of that event that gives it the fire or the water. How would you explain that, that it's actually our perception, our meaning we put on it, not the actual event? Yeah. And and this is really, this is such gold. You know, when I learned that uh, someone's behavior or someone's words or even my own actually were just coming from that own person's perception of an event, you can actually bring neutrality to the event. You know, again, it just is what it is. It doesn't have to mean anything. And again, here's where freedom comes. You know, can I give an example? Let me think. Um, my husband and I do this every morning. So every morning we have a beautiful cup of tea on the deck and we, you know, we, we kind of label it cup of tea coaching. We're not coaching each other, but we just have these beautiful open conversations. And especially now in, in you know, the last, you know, more recent times, beautiful open conversations of. So I just wanted to share, this is how I'm feeling about what you said and see how that statement is actually neutral. It's taking self-responsibility. It's not attacking the other person. And so then you can come to, you know, allow the other person to share, well, this is how I'm feeling about this situation. And we can see that two people have completely different paradigms about the same thing. And that brings a lot of freedom when you go, well, actually, no one's right and no one's wrong. It just is what it is. And then, of course, whatever it is that you're feeling about, if we were talking about the same event, each of us has a different perception on what that event was anyway. So therefore, there's no real truth. It's just based on what we're perceiving, believing, seeing, and then putting meaning onto, which then opens up the whole conversation that life is just one big open quantum physical realm of possibility. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And and this is where the power comes in, Kim, isn't it? This is where we get to to understand, you know, we we're talking about before that we have the wisdom within. This is where we get to create our reality, literally in every moment. If our perception is that the world is bad, and so it should be. If our perception is that all people are awful, and so it shall be, we will gather experiences to validate that. So my uh, offering, if I may, to all, and this is in beautiful alignment to what you do, is that if we in each and every moment can perceive through the eyes of love, and so it should be love. Say it one more time. If we can perceive through the eyes of love, and so it should be love. Mm. That is such a powerful statement. When there is love, I remember my 86, 87-year-old therapist at the time when my husband and I were going through some challenges and our life and we'd been affected by the GFC. There was just so many layers. I'll never forget her saying, um, my darling, she was French, my darling, when there's love, there is no problem. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? How can you say that? But when you really sit there and look through the eyes of love, there's no judgment, there's no meaning, there's no perception of what should or shouldn't be. It just is. And I have to say to you, beautiful G9, you are one of the greatest examples of this. 
and watching you grow and develop, sharing stories and then living those stories as in living your truth through your experiences and learnings is just such, has such a beautiful ripple effect on people around you. That ripple effect can create tidal waves of change. When we change, the world changes. How would you recommend we find a way to live in that place of love, to be the expression of all infinite possibility? How, what are the practices? What are the steps? What's the, some of the tiny little things we could do to be building towards that space? We've both mentioned this before, and, and I'll mention it again. It's meditation. It's quieting the human mind, and it's going into our heart space. Um, the HeartMath Institute based in the States has done a huge amount of research on the power of our heart, like our physical organ of our heart and the magnetic amplitude it can have. And if we can move from the mind, move down into our heart space, imagine ourselves tuning into the frequency of love in that heart space and then breathing in love and receiving and breathing out love and giving, that is everything. It's magic. What do you think, in all honesty, going through the world right now with your viewpoint, watching and observing all of the things that are going on with this so-called worldwide pandemic, what do you think at a quantum level is actually happening? Do you have an opinion or a thought on that? I, I very much do. <laughs> In fact, I believe that everything is, it is all good, is, is what my statement is. It is all good. I believe that what's happening right now, that it may look chaotic on the external. However, everything needs to be shaken up to move out of the old paradigm, the real patriarchal framework that the, the world has been living in, uh, greed, corruption, you know, right, wrong, judgment, you know, uh, identity, ego, it's actually getting shaken up like a, you know, like a, imagine a snow globe getting shaken up so that then we can move into this whole new way of being. And in fact, this is what I teach my clients about business is if you're doing anything in business, it's from the old way. So hierarchy, patriarchal, greed, you know, about it's, it's only for money. It's old and it's outdated and it won't work anymore. When we actually do things from this new way of being, which is freedom, love, openness, connection, unification, more of a, a horizontal way of being rather than a vertical um, hierarchical way of being, that is actually where peace is. And Something you said earlier triggered me that um, to remind everybody that the Dalai Lama said uh, back in 2007 at the World Peace Conference, he said the world will be saved by the Western woman. Now, I truly believe that we're all going to be saved by love. You know, if we go into the frequency of love, we will. However, women like you and women like me actually have this ability, this feminine power to be able to change how things are done and awaken people to this new way of being, which is actually an ancient way of being that is based purely on the frequency of love. And from that space, no wrong can happen. It's all in our highest good. So, yes, I believe that everything is happening for us. It's not happening to us. 
Yeah. And even in some cases, I've been finding myself saying happening as us. And I think that's so beautiful. You've been touching onto topics here that are kind of going outside the realm of normal conversation. (laughs) Something you've studied in the Akashic Records and things like that. I'd really love you to share with us that and then the beautiful gift that you have for everybody. Could you just explain to us where you're leading us and how we can access this incredible information that you have? Yeah, well... Taking this conversation, I guess, to the next step, more of an esoteric step is, um, you know, I've studied the Akashic Records and um, become a certified Akashic Record reader. For many people, they're probably like, what the hell is this Akashic Records? And it's, it's being able to tune into that energetic field that's all around us and pull down information. So for me, when I do it, it's kind of like these codes, pieces of a puzzle come down for myself and for other people if they're, they've invited me to be able to access their records. And it's this information that's pure wisdom. It's pure truth. It doesn't have a perception. It doesn't have a judgment. And so this guidance system can actually help people reframe the past, um, move forward. It's not fortune telling. It's not as, a, you know, like tarot cards. It's more innate ancient wisdom that we actually all have access to at any time. And so I, I encourage my clients to really tune into this field and allow information to come down, like be downloaded, literally codes downloaded like a computer software program into helping them navigate where they're being led, where their soul's purpose is and where they're being called to, which then brings me to this beautiful meditation that I'd love to gift your clients uh, your your listeners, Kim, and that is uh, a soul star chakra meditation. Now, I know some of this sounds completely woo-woo, but believe me, it's, it's actually grounded in science. Um, you know, I do have a Bachelor of Science from Deakin University back in the day, and I, I love how science and spirituality is really merging. And so this soul star chakra is a, just a beautiful few-minute meditation where you can actually tune in and up into Uh, one of your chakras, you know, everyone probably knows we've got chakras in our body systems and we actually have chakras in our energetic field as well. We'd actually tune into that and download some beautiful information about our soul's purpose. And that is all. (laughs) It's amazing. And I think it just gives us such, if nothing else, it gives us hope and it takes us out of our own way of thinking, I feel. And sometimes we can get so bogged down by what we think is the truth based on the, the mush pit of thoughts that can go on, that this beautiful meditation that you're so generously gifting to us actually allows us to step out of that monkey brain and into the field of possibility. And I just want to say that ritual, that meditation has changed me in ways I can't even begin to express. It really does open up the heart chakra. It does open your mind into really believing that it is what it is and we don't have to put meaning in it. Um, and then there's no meaning that we put no meaning in it either. There's just there's just this beautiful realm of possibility. And I also think it helps us to get into a practice, a daily practice of what it takes to truly connect within. So thank you unbelievably from the bottom of my heart for that. That is the most generous gift for these amazing souls. The link will be in the show notes. 
But can you talk to us a little bit about what you offer in case someone listening to this is going, man, she is, she's amazing. I mean, it, people may not know this, but you are one of the reasons why I started my own personal mentoring and coaching programs. You were the one that pushed me off the edge of the cliff and told me to find my wings on my way down. You were the one that guided me with very strong pushing hands. And I'm just ever so grateful because I have really stepped into what I believe to be one of my greatest gifts. And I want to publicly acknowledge you for that. So for someone else, if they were looking for the same thing or for someone who was sitting there going, I just love the way she speaks. I love the science and the esoteric mind blended. I love the fact that she is living proof of a hugely successful feminine entrepreneur. She's a mum that homeschools. She's been through relationship uh, challenges and yet still sits there shining with the love that both her and her husband have for each other, with her family. Like my list could go on with you, Janine Howard. But what could we do to find out more about you and what you offer? Could you share a little bit about what it is that you do nowadays? Well, first of all, thank you. I, I honour you for, for sharing that. That's um, what I, why I do what I do is so that women actually get to express their greatest gifts to the world. And they get to express it with both the, I call it the marriage of the masculine and the feminine. And so what I mean by that is I am a business coach first and foremost. And so I can show anyone how to make really, really great money from their soul gifts. And so they get to do it from this place of having smart, simple, strategic business strategies and then marry that on top of this beautiful feminine energy, always from the frequency of love, always from their higher selves. So, you know, you probably don't want to come to me if you just want to go and get shit done, right? If you're just focused on the masculine strategies and, a, you know, adrenaline-focused and goal-oriented and really just want to get out there in the world and make truckloads of money without having this beautiful flow. So women come to me because they want to do things differently. They're done with the way that they did it before. So, for example, with me, I was done with the way I did the magazine. I'm no longer available to be working seven days a week and having stress and anxiety and not eating well. I want to have a business that is gorgeous, freedom, flowing, and allows me to only work two days a week and still make multiple six figures, right, from my genius zone, from my gifts. So I show women how to do a little bit of marketing strategy, marry that with 80% energetic frequency to have abundance, style, ease, grace in their business. You're amazing. And you also do it. You said it there and there in that frequency of love. It's something that you and I have spoken very much about over many years. And I just, I'm curious now to, to really ask you, what do you think then based on all the work, based on being a mom, a wife, and all the things that you do, what then is your true definition of self-love? I believe it's knowing self. Mm. Knowing self with that beautiful awareness and then accepting <laughs> ourselves exactly as we are. That's just so precious. If only we could actually do that more often, knowing that who we are right here, right now, is an expression of all that we've given to ourselves and all that we haven't given to ourselves. 
So whenever I have women say I'm overweight, I can't lose weight, and we blame our bodies, we berate, we hate on ourselves, and yet your body has responded exactly to what you've given it and what you've not given it. So we just need to reframe it into giving it more of what it needs to be what you think or what you'd love it to be in order to be the expression exactly how you think it could be for yourself to flourish. So thank you for that, you beautiful soul. And and tell me then, you and I love quotes. We we appreciate, you know, fine, amazing people who share their wisdom and brilliance and love. What is one of your most favorite, you know, love quotes or quotes of, of self or whatever it is that's really floating your boat at the moment? Okay, so now I'm going to think off the top of my head. But the other, I'm going to say this one again, Kim, because I think there's so much power in it. And that what the Dalai Lama said, the world will be saved by the Western woman. And the reason I repeat that one is that if each and every one of us can actually tune into our own responsibility in that and the, imagine the ripple effect that we can have, it, if we really stepped up and we really, you know, stepped up to our calling of our life purpose and the ripple effect that we could have, you know, as a beauty pageant would have, you know, used to say, I'm, I wish for world peace. You know, we actually at the hands of being able to have that, you know, maybe not quite right now, but we are on the way. And so I believe that if anything, if we can step up from listening to, to my interview with you today to go, well, what's my role? You know, you don't have to be an entrepreneur like us. You could just do it with your own children. You could just do it in your workplace. But how can you take some part in that? Whether you're male or female, it doesn't matter. How can we each and all of us bring the world to a better place? I think that's a beautiful way to really start to close our conversation. We caught up the other night. We didn't stop talking. Let's just say on a side note, you're auditioning for an amazing you know, plays for auditioning for incredible singing roles that I just, you blow me away <laughs> what you do outside of this. You've got all your chickens. You've just taken on a beautiful little puppy. You've got another little puppy that have come from other homes. You have two amazing children and the most divine husband, the gorgeous Rowan, who is an actor himself and just so bloody clever in all he does. Plus, you've both renovated your home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could go on. I could go on. You're just a beautiful family. I adore you both with all my heart. And if people wanted to follow you, sweetheart, how could they do that? Yeah. So you can always pop over to my website, janinehoward.com. It's really simple. That's um, G-E-N-I-N-H-O-W-A-R-D.com. Yep. Yeah, Janine with a G. Um, I also have a beautiful free community called Fempire Collective. Um, just you can join it on a, a Facebook group there. And in that collective, I, I often do Akashic readings. I will do some business trainings, you know, both this um, esoteric and real masculine side of things. So you can come and enjoy, you know, some really beautiful free content and get to know myself and the other women in there. And Instagram and Facebook, same, same. Same, same, all Janine Howard. So G-E-N-I-N-E Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D. You're amazing, you beautiful soul. And one final message for the self-love listeners. Um, Is there anything you'd love to say to the beautiful soul listening to your incredible interview today? That we all have unlimited potentiality at any given moment. So choose what you 
want to bring into your world right here, right now. Beautiful way to finish. I love you dearly, sweetheart. Thank you for being on the Self Love Podcast. Thank you, Kim. I love you too. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast. Be sure to write a review and share the love with your friends and family and head over and visit Kim and her team at 28.com. That's the word 20 and the number 8.com. Take good care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.